Action Park Media. Kia ora everyone, this is our last show of the year 2022 but don't worry we'll be back at the beginning of 2023 with more exciting interviews and I chose a very special one to wrap up the year. This is my delightful friend who I'm a huge fangirl of, Spencer Crandall. He's an amazing country music singer. He's phenomenal on the internet. If you're on TikTok, you must follow him. Uh, we talk about kind of everything. We talk about burnout, which he has just gone through. So thank you for your vulnerability. Uh, we also talk about addiction, alcohol, being sober, how to deal with some setbacks, ups and downs. It's just a delightful chat. So enjoy it. This is Pretty Depressed with Spencer Crandall. I feel very lucky that I am talking to the amazing Spencer Crandall today. Spencer, I had a fleeting romance a few years ago, which was delightful. And you'll you'll learn from this chat why I just fell in love with him so instantly and continue to have such a warm place in my heart for him. Not only is he very talented and very funny, he's very deep, he's very delightful and always brings a smile to my face. So Spencer, hi. Stop it. Get out of town, then fly back to town and hang out with me. Hi. Okay. Um, So much I wanted to chat to you about today, but actually the main thing was I was just looking at your Instagram and you're like, fuck New Year's resolution. So <laughs> since this is like the last show, last of my podcasts for the year, I actually think that's a really good place to start because one of the things I do love most about you and what we share is this like stubbornness to succeed that we're like, we'll just make it happen. Um, and so it's all about like living life to the fullest, not having regrets and and trying stuff. And I actually think that's a really rare quality. So do you want to just like dive into why you are that way and why you're like, yep, I'm going to just balls yeah. to the wall. Yeah. Should I just say trauma and we end it here? Okay. Um, <laughs> totally. You know, I, I don't know. I think there is like a genetic comp- component to whatever this like weird soup that is Spencer of like, how, you know, my brain works and how my body works and all those things and how I can feel anxious if I'm not working, like all these kind of weird little details that are peppered in there. Um, Mm -hmm. I think when it, when in, when I'm in health, this is kind of what I'm working on. Like I'm, I have life and health and life and unhealth when I'm in health. Mm -hmm. Um, it comes from just a love of the game. I love like the building of a business. I love telling stories. I love meeting people who heard my stories and were like, this changed my life. You know, all these little things that, um, when you start, you get like a little hit of it and it's like drugs, it's free drugs. You're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, this is incredible. The tough part is obviously super hard to sustain, super hard to grow. Um, it comes at a high cost. I'm I've definitely in the last year really felt the you know, just the cost of chasing a big dream. If you have this 1% dream and you have to take 1% actions, that means you're going to experience some lows of the spectrum that maybe 1% of people really get to experience of putting your whole heart into something and watching it get lit on fire or mm-hmm. telling people to come to a show and not as many people come, all these disappointments. Um, so in health, it is that I love it. In unhealth, I think I started off kind of wanting to heal some stuff in me and being like, if I could be famous, everything would be fine. 
And then very quickly with whatever Z list fame I've ever had, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. I don't want any of it. That's it's not fun at all. So there's some good parts of getting some of that early and going, okay, well, that's not actually what I want. What do I really want? Um, And then the motivation to just give other people what I've been given. I've been given language for things that I felt like I couldn't explain. You listen to a song and you go, oh my God, I felt that for four years and no one's ever, I couldn't say that. And Mm -hmm. someone gave that to me. So I do think that is the ultimate gift. And if nothing else, the rest of my life, I got to just like tell stories and then people got to use them as the soundtrack to all of their things. In yeah. their life. It's really, really, really cool. So talk to me about like picking yourself up because you and I have gone through similar to both chasing a big dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way I described it was that, you know, I'm with a disappointment. I'm pretty good. I have a shower. I get back and I continue the race. And there have been a few, I think maybe like five big disappointments where it feels like I'm, it feels like I'm so close to the finish line of whatever that goal is. And then something happens and I have to go back to the start of the race and there's an exhaustion there now, and I'm not running as fast and it's tiring. And I, at the moment I'm in a good place, but that feeling of having to pick yourself up and just keep pushing forward when all of you's like, I'm so tired. (laughs) How do you push through that since you've just done it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think honestly, I, I have a lot of that in my system and in my, like my want to do things. And it's actually now starting to hurt me. Yeah. Like it's a very weird pendulum where I got the things that I have because I said yes to everything and I pushed through everything. Now I'm missing out on things because I'm saying yes to everything and not being honest with myself. Um, what do you mean by that? Meaning like you're going to do something cause you think it's the right thing to do, but you're tired or you're. Yeah. You know. Or like, or being a little sick and going, okay, I should cancel the next two days so I can rest up and keep going mm-hmm. instead. I'm like, or I will trick the human body and <laughs> I will become the first person to ever self heal themselves. And I will push through. And then I end up missing a week. Yeah. which in the macro hurt me so much more. So it's yeah. really tough. I think um, it's kind of go back. Do you to have that. anyone telling you to slow down? Cause I get that all the time. And honestly, people are like, Oh, you, you know, you burn the candle at both ends. I'm like, and I actually take it as a compliment. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm so busy. I know. I know. That's the tough part is, you know, we just have like the CMAs and you go to the after parties and, and it makes me feel so good when people are like, dude, you're killing it. <laughs> Or someone goes, dude, you're so busy. And I'm like, thank you. But then when I really think about it, I'm like, oh shit, I'm like too busy though. Like I'm not going on dates. I'm not taking care of my body. I'm not sleeping. And then again, you miss the hometown show because you got Mm -hmm. sick or whatever. So it's so tough because I know that this is what it takes, but I want to enjoy it a little bit more. I think when I look back at my last year, I have such incredible lifelong memory moments, like getting to play the Grand Ole Opry or um, whatever. Let's just use that one. And I remember being so tired in the green room Mm -hmm. or like I was in New York City and I had a music video thing like premiere in Times Square. And I the whole time, this is like where it's tough because I don't want people to think I'm not grateful. It was incredible, incredible, incredible. But at the same time, I was like, I just want to sleep. This is so cool. 
I'm so tired and burnt in my soul. Like my spirit is so low that I can't, I don't have the dopamine. I don't have the receptors available Mm -hmm. to enjoy this way that I want to. So that's, that's been an interesting kind of. And no one can do that, but you, this is the hard thing. (laughs) Yep. And like, what's my manager going to do? Be like, dudes, don't do as much. You know, it's (laughs) tough for him. My parents are really good asset. My mom's pretty good, but a lot of the times they're just like, well, that's my mom, you know, like she, she wants me to slow down. So I'm trying to build, I guess I'll call it just like a wise council of Mm -hmm. people who I'm going to try to do some more kind of like almost scheduled checking in with these people and being like, Hey, how do I seem to you? Cause we hang out a lot. Uh, You know, what do you think I could be working on? Do you think I'm in health or unhealth? Do you think I'm balanced? Cause I, I have a couple people who will just be super frank with me and be like, go take a day off or <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, dude, you're being lazy. Like whatever. I have people in my life that would do that for me too. So I do think that's, that's really a beautiful gift that I have is so yeah. many people who would be even willing to do that for me, which is awesome. I just compliment you too much. So I'm probably not the right person. <laughs> I won't be on your, I'll be on your hype team, but not. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's tough, right? Like certain people, like they are better, like your strength, you're such a great cheerleader. Like if I have good news, you're the, one of the first people that I'd want to tell because oh. your reaction would help me like yeah. feel it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my mom is super similar. Like when I have great news, mm. my da- if I go to my dad, he's gonna be like, awesome. <laughs> that was his 10. That was his 10. 10. <laughs> Correct. That was him on set with Leonardo DiCaprio. Action. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> My mom is going to cry. She's going to tell me about the time where I played a show and zero people were there, but she's maybe not the person to sit down with and have super honest conversations about like, um, like song critiques. Right. So you start to build wise counsels where you need them. Uh, you, you did a post a few months ago where you were making this, um, these new records about your Mm -hmm. mental health and, just like the the struggle of sharing. And I've noticed you have, you corrected yourself in this a couple of times too, about not wanting to seem ungrateful or still wanting to be happy, bubbly Spencer, but then having a darkness. And I relate to that. I was like, oh, well, everyone will think I'm fraudulent. And it took me a long time to realize that, you know, we are complex human beings and two things can be true. I can be pretty yeah. and bubbly and sparkly. And at the same time, when I'm alone, I really struggle with uh, negative self-talk. You know, I need to be better. What more can I be doing if right. I sit down, I'm lazy. So I was curious of how your mental health struggles present and is it your own narrative or is it more of like just that energy or yeah, what does it look like? Yeah, I heard somebody describe gosh I wish I could attribute this, this to them because it's super smart but I don't know who it is because like I got TikTok or something but it was like <laughs> anxiety is the definition of like forecasting the future too big and not thinking of yourself at all in that situation so I think the future is going to be too big to handle and I won't be capable to handle it and yeah. I think that's what I do I what should be a, a small wave I picture as a tsunami and what should be a capable person that's just going to push through, I picture myself as a tiny boy who's never swam. So that combination of shrinking myself and growing the fear um, is really yeah. tough. And I, as long as I can remember, I was just kind of like a little scared. 
like when I was a little kid and I'd go on roller coasters, like I fucking hated it. I was so scared. And then I just feel like it was cool to not be scared. So I just like put it in a bottle and I tried to forget about it. And then now as an adult, our bottles crack open and they've been doing push-ups in a dark, dark room. So like, mm-hmm. it's tough. And I think yeah. um, now that I've had some success, a lot of my fear comes of like, can I repeat it? Will right. I fall off? You know, there's this whole industry and this political game of this like Game of Thrones type baloney. Mm-hmm. And I buy into it sometimes. And it really presents in that way. It presents in like negative self-talk. It presents in really not believing in myself, like imposter syndrome, super real. I've always felt like an outsider to the industry. You know, I'm an independent artist. I don't have a record label. So to do the things that we're doing, we get compared to these people. And then in my head, I'm like, they don't even know. I'm just a guy in my back room making videos on my phone. So that's tough. Um, I think my like goal for this next year, even though, you know, the whole TikTok was about how I hate yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I think it is to like, just to be really gentle with myself. I think gentle is the word like grace is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Just to just to remind myself, like, this is the first time I've ever been Spencer at 28, trying to chase this crazy dream. I don't have a massive team around me. So I'm making decisions on the fly. I'm trying to balance budgets and be a content creator and write and produce, but also sleep. But also like, there's so many things yeah. and it's okay if I drop something. I'm not going to beat myself up because the world's already going to beat me up. So I'm going to be way kinder to myself and try to really work on, yeah, you know, the cliches of all the cliches are what is going to bring you back, which is like gratitude, which is calling a friend, which, you know, it's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. frustrating how simple it can be. Do you Um, know what? I had to hire an accountability coach. Ah, cause I, like like you, I was like the there has to be a healthier way for me to pursue this. Like I am killing myself. I'm not present for weddings, babies, things like this, because I'm chasing something. But if I don't chase it, there's someone else who's more hungry for it, that'll get it. So then I've just wasted a decade. So it's that whole cycle like you. And so I had to, I was making myself unwell just from medicating with sugar because I'm like, well, I've got this interview and I've got to have energy or whatever. And so I had to hire an accountability coach and it's so stupid, Spencer. It's Well, it's not stupid. She's amazing, but it's stupid. The simplicity. I have a list of 30 things I have to do in the day, which include drinking water, right? (laughs) eating something healthy, (laughs) moving my body. Like, But what's so crazy is when you're in a dark, dark place, those four things you just said, I will forget to do them for eight days in a row and be like, I'm just fucking miserable. And everyone in my life is like, when's the last time you went in the sunshine? You're like, whoa, that's right. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It's like sun. And it's so dumb, but it's so real. And I, I do have like a little mini list of things that even on my to-do list during a day, now I build in like, um, if I have 15 minutes, if I have an hour, if I have whatever, and like, I'll just put nap, play a video game, read a book, whatever, to see that against some of the big scary things can be helpful. It feels like I have allies like, oh, I got my friend nap here and we're going to take on the day. (laughs) Can't wait. Yay. (laughs) Exactly. Which, you know, that's, that's adulthood is looking forward to your nap at 9am after you've had your coffee, but a hundred percent. 
Well, it's interesting though, isn't it? It's like, you know, we are similar in, in certain ways and it's like, yeah, we're like tackling these big lofty goals, but then like are quite shit when it comes to just being a basic human. It's like, <laughs> we're like bold and, and successful in all the like the wrong areas for health. Right. You, you would think that people who <laughs> can memorize all these lines and go cry on cue or sing for a sold out crowd could remember to eat a vegetable in a month but that that is the thing that slips my mind and that is a part of what I'm looking at for the future is like Mm -hmm. infrastructure what are the things that I don't have to get off track if my track is like kind of wider if I can like stay within a thing that I've already built for myself like Mm -hmm. something like therapy which I'm getting back into something like exercise like I'm I've hired a personal trainer because I love working out, but now as an adult, I associate it so much with like being an athlete. And for me, I feel stupid going in the gym because I'm like, I can't run a mile and whatever. I can't lift that much weight. Mm -hmm. So I don't do it or I get there and I kind of just mess around. So I literally had to hire a human being to train, to trick my body, to think I'm being chased by a tiger Mm -hmm. to keep me healthy. Mm -hmm. These are the weird little things that nobody tells you. Oh, we're funny, but I like it. Um, there was something, oh, about taking a burnout. Do you think that you actually had burnout this year? Do you think that's what it was? Mm-hmm. For the first time in my life, I didn't, I didn't care. That sucks, that feeling, eh? When you're like, this is if what you Somebody came like along and they were like, we'll, we'll delete all the songs. We'll cancel the whole, whole tour. In that moment, I was like, perfect. That sounds great. I don't care at all. And it was really scary. I had a lot of people who know me really well around me texting me and calling me. Like I could feel it all of a sudden I'm getting like little ice cream drops on my doorstep from my mom or my managers text me. We should just go to a a Preds game or something. I'm like, oh, you know, there's been sidebar conversations. I have behaviors. I have people are talking about me now. They're getting together and saying something. So it's so freaking tough because... I, in health, I love this thing. And then the love of it draws me so far from health that then I hate the thing. Mm. So what I'm really bad at, and I probably need to like have this diagnosed in some way, but I think I just have a very extreme personality. I'm almost six years sober. um, So I can't handle alcohol because in my brain, it's, we either need to be sober and go to sleep and get a great night's rest and wake up and work out and take on the world. Or we need to have the craziest night of our life and shoot a movie like project X style, either like, if it's not one or the other, why are we doing it? And Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is, Mm -hmm. but it's who I am. So I do that in work. I'm either, I want to lay on the couch and like watch a movie the whole day, or I want to like go so hard that I forget to eat. And that's Mm -hmm. the, that's what I'm working on is like, again, building infrastructure. I have a schedule. I have somebody that I have to check in like my manager. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do today. Mm-hmm. This is the time I built a little schedule and he just gets to go like, okay. <laughs> and it's helpful. Got it. You better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But burnout's um, really tough and it's scary. Your sobriety was that, did you go to AA or anything or did you do it all yourself? Um, I, sh- I, probably should have. I was, I had so much shame around it that I just, 
was like, if I go to AA, then I'm an alcoholic. But if I stop on my own, then I'll just be a guy who wants to save money or whatever excuse I came up with. Right. Um, I'm lucky that I have kind of gotten through it by myself, but it's been really tough at certain yeah. terms. And, you know, when you hit burnout and there is a thing that I know for a fact will make me feel better at any given moment, it's tough to like continue to turn it down year after year. Yeah. There's always a part of me that has anxiety to go, okay, am I not going to drink with my son if he turns 21? Like all these like yeah, hypotheticals, but I do you know, I get to a point where I do need help. And that's where, again, having friends who really truly just deeply understand me and know me, and I can have that conversation and they're not going to freak out. They're just going to go, okay, well, let's, let's do something about it. Let's hang, let's talk, yeah. let's go on a walk. Let's, um, how about this? Like, just come, I'm going to come crash on your couch or whatever. And let's just yeah. spend the next couple of days together. And I've got guys who will literally fly to Nashville if I even talk about that kind of stuff. So very, very lucky. Yeah. And I think that has been the most interesting part of this year is uh, one of my fears is that maybe people only want to be around me because I have something going on or because I can like add a value in their life. And at the moments where I couldn't add any value, people still showed up for me or like especially showed up for me. And that was really kind of a beautiful thing to watch to be like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. I have mm -hmm. a, a very wonderful community of people that I've built. And that's not something that just goes away. Did you have a, um, like an intervention or anything, or was it something that you, cause obviously I knew you prior to that and I would never have like felt like anything was un, like ridiculous right. or yeah. overindulgent or I, I remember, cause I remember we were hanging out with like Tyler Rich a lot. And like, I remember yeah. us both commenting, like, how does he do it? Like he's out, he's partying and they'd get on planes and we'd be like, how are you doing this? Like we're exhausted. Um, just cause he was, you know, more match fit for it. For sure. Um, and then I guess, yeah. Was it kind of like in that next season, perhaps that things just got a little crazier for you? Yeah. I think I was at the time I was finishing up school and I just remember during my last semester at Colorado State before I moved to Nashville, what used to be going out one night a week became two, became three, became like four. And I could be talked into the fifth. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I would look at my week and I was like, whoa, I was drunk more nights than I wasn't. I made more decisions that I don't make when I'm sober. And I, I guess the best way to put it is I just became alcohol's bitch. I just didn't have like a real say in what I, I mean, obviously I have a say in what I'm doing, but it felt like yeah. this thing was like, you kind of have to. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I, I actually really yeah. like control. Oh. Um, and I started to feel really out of control. Then I went to Nashville and for about six months, it got really bad. And then I, I had like a small period of just kind of like experimenting with some drugs and stuff. And then I remember waking up one morning after just a really crazy night or whatever. And I felt this like lack of chemicals being made in my brain that I've never felt before. And I was in like a Chipotle parking lot and I called my mom and I was like, I have to change my life. I, I see where this will continue to go mm -hmm. and I will probably be dead or like, I'll stop 
doing music or something crazy will happen. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just told myself like, okay, take a weekend off and then take a week off. And then somehow I just kept kind of convincing myself one more week, one more week. I got, I tried it again. And then I remember just being like, maybe like six months later being like, oh, I actually like what I've built away from it. Yeah. So it was like after St. Patrick's day in like 2017 or something like that. That was like the last time I was ever drunk. And I just remember being like, I want to try being sober and see how it feels. And then time went on and there's definitely been moments where it's super tricky, but I'm really proud of myself for maintaining that. And I think it is for somebody who has my chemical makeup it's a, it's a really good long-term decision, especially in the line of work that I'm in. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people throw incredible opportunities away um, because they can't kind of tackle that one really big thing. And it's sad. So I just saw all that in my future. I was like, ah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm really proud of you. I think that's, that's the harder decision to make. It'd be easier to just carry on, right? And be like, ah, fuck it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I tried to convince myself, this is what, what got tough is I would convince myself I'll do it in moderation. And then that would be the night I get the most fucked up. So I'm like, okay, well, I obviously can't do this. I either go hundred yeah. percent or 0%. And so probably need to end up at 0%, mm-hmm. but it's been a great decision. And now what's cool is I have so many people who reach out to me now, especially through making music about it Yeah, where they're like, I've never had like another guy my age talk about this. You only hear about like, 50 year old guys who threw away their whole life, whatever. Right. Yeah. Or who people who got sick or Or everyone has had to, you know, you have to go to rehab or you have to do these things. And I'm trying to be a voice that's like, obviously do those things if you need to do them. But Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a group of us who, you know, are always talking and are always here for each other. And I I would love to be, especially in the world of men's mental health, where three out of four suicides in the world are men And yet it feels like no guys that I know are talking about how they feel or how they process or what they lack out of a fear of not being man enough or whatever that is. I just, well, it's like that idea of beer, like beer and drinking with your buddies. It goes hand in hand with football and fishing and faith. It's, you know, I was told my whole life, I I freaking bought it with everything I had. And then it's really tough to pluck it out of your identity and it's a weird transition period all of a sudden the people that you spend the most time with you're getting drunk all the time like what do you mean you're not doing this it's really hard it's a really hard transition so if i can be there for anybody i'm I'm super happy to do that yeah i guess what what would be some advice then just while you're on that thing of, of if if someone's biggest obstacle for being healthy is their peer group mm. how did how do you handle that because that is that is a pile-on situation if you go somewhere like and I am probably guilty hand on my heart for doing this to you we're like I didn't know you were sober and we're like have a done of no no but that's what's tough and it's like like, it's your thing and yeah and what else I like what's so tough is then this conversation is is really tough because people then go well I won't drink around you and I'm like no 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 I want you Mm -hmm. you can handle alcohol so please have the experience that you want to have, whatever. And a lot of people think that if I'm not drinking, that I'm judging anyone that drinks. I love when people get drunk and come to my show. Mm-hmm. I, I just want them to be in, in a, an incredible place. For me, I don't go to an incredible place. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as far as the friends thing, I think it's, it's really nuanced. And it's really tough because some of these people, you know, are your best friends or they're your dad or they're your brother or they're your partner. That's a really tough one. I know people who have tried to get sober and their boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband or whatever is like, well, this is what we do. We have a drink and we're celebrating. Yeah. Right. But I would say the people, the people who love you the most will love you in all of your forms. And if one of your forms needs to be sobriety, then they will, the people who are supposed to be there for you for real, for real, will drop anything and, and be there for you. And unfortunately, anybody who really is kind of calling you out in a negative way, um, then that actually should probably call into question the whole relationship, which again is tough because all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I lost alcohol. Shit. Okay. Now I just lost 10 friends. Yeah. Okay. Now I lost what I do on a Saturday night. Okay. Now I'd lost what I do to medicate myself. Okay. Like, so, so you're losing so much of who you are in that moment. I think that's why nobody wants to take that step. It's more than alcohol. It's community. Mm-hmm. It's um, medication really for so many of us. I mean, and that I, I substitute. Okay. I don't, I don't drink, but I now eat. Yeah. I was I, wondering, I was like, is it Chipotle? <laughs> Pretty much. Guess what I just had for dinner, right? Like, Chipotle! <laughs> and so that's what's tough. You yeah. took my Chipotle virginity in Denver, I believe it was. I was like, oh, cool. Right. So <laughs> Off I'm to a classy really restaurant. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying really hard to make sure that if I'm making a decision, it's because I want to make that decision, not because I don't want to feel a certain way. Yeah. And, and alcohol for me was, I don't want to look in the mirror and deal with these really gross things about myself. So I can go into a virtual reality world of my brain when it's all drunk and have fun. And then I can punt it. I can keep punting it. And unfortunately the unhealth grows with every little kick and it's just really tough. So I would just say, you know, you are your, the people that you hang out with, right? You're everyone's mom's like, you are your five friends. And you're like, shut up mom. I get it. But then you grow up and you're like, oh my God, I don't have a hundred acquaintances. I'm not in high school anymore. You really are your five people that you hang out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's just the advice is just get super quiet with yourself. Ask yourself what you really want um, and then invite people to do that with you. That's beautiful. Uh, what does your brain look like? My brain, <laughs> like as in like a scene like maybe it's like my acting teacher joe always described his brain like it's kind of like a haunted house like some rooms are locked and and like some rooms are really beautiful and lush and then there's like a basement that he doesn't go in like i don't know whatever you have the rights to that movie that sounds great (laughs) um i think my my brain hmm i i love this question now that i understand it i'm like whoa i feel like it's a world i've never even thought about I feel like my brain is like, um, it's almost like a Home Depot where there's all these tools and, and you're walking around and so many of them, I still have no idea how to use, which is so frustrating or I'm using them the wrong way. But the older that I get, the more I'm like, okay, I'm really good at this. I'm not very good at that. So like, I'm not going to pick that thing up. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to get super good at these things or the things that are crushing me. I'm trying really hard to build my toolkit and to go around my little Home Depot, my brain and go, okay, this is, 
not working. So what are the ingredients that are going to make this beautiful? And how do I build that? And how do I stock up my little Mm -hmm. pile of tools to take out into the world? Um, I guess it's a Home Depot. Is that That's the most great? Let's get some sponsorship on this. Let's get <laughs> anyway, y'all. Uh, go to HomeDepot.com and use code <laughs> Spencer's Brain for twenty five percent on. What a good! That would be such a good uh, baked in commercial. <laughs> Just like really... To add twenty five percent to your order, use yeah. Spencer. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, what does your brain look like? I'm super curious. You know what? While you were talking about, I used to say that because I really felt this way. It was like a woman staring at like camera with glasses and frizzy hair surrounded by like bulging filing cabinets. And you've just asked her to find something and she knows it. But she's like, <laughs> like that felt very what that was to me. Um, at the moment. Honestly, today, my brain feels like in movies when a computer gets a virus and like everything keeps popping mm. all the tabs and you're trying to close them, but it's not. That's kind of how today oh. feels a little bit. Yeah, that's super real. That's very, very, very real. I don't want it to feel like that. Sometimes I ask people this and they're like, it's like a lake with a sunset. And I'm like, well, fuck. Oh. Like- <laughs> I feel like honestly, what? maybe it's not even a Home Depot. Mine feels like an armory. Like I'm constantly like, all right, there's a dragon coming. What do we need to use? And I'm constantly yelling at like another, you know, SpongeBob's brain where he's looking for whatever his name I think is the thing. And there's like a hundred SpongeBob's in there. That's what it is. It's like a hundred me's running around ready to fight some dragon that like really never comes. Mm -hmm. Very awkward. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we need to give our brains like a cup of tea. Rest is really difficult for me. I have so much guilt when I try to relax. It's like, unless I'm sleeping, I'm being a complete dick to myself. And you think that comes from like urgency? Like, oh, if, if I don't get this dream packed into this part of life, or if I don't do it now, then someone else will get it or... Yeah. And I really pride myself on achieving. I'm an overachiever. I love to be consistently moving forward. And if I'm busy, it gives the illusion that I'm moving forward. So like, that's part of it. Like when I was struggling in my early days of getting diagnosed with depression, your mom sent me a bunch of books and they were all about rest, all about (laughs) (laughs) taking care of yourself, like believing in yourself. Totally. Things will come to a still quiet mind. And I was like, mm, yeah, but also. <laughs> well, it's so I- tough because we love our job when it, when it rocks, it really rocks. Oh my God, like, nothing compares. It's no. addicting. That's the other thing. I'm literally addicted to what I do because I love it. That has been my realization again is like, oh, I gave up alcohol, but I haven't given up running away from my things i just fill that same hole that was once with jack daniels is now with songwriting and playing shows and all the things and um and what's crazy is that i know this is going to sound wild i took a week off last week i had the best song ideas i've freaking ever had i was so i'm so pumped to play these shows this weekend Mm -hmm. it was a seven day period which in the scheme of my life will literally mean nothing and it has, it's given me enough fuel to go for like two months. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't I just build this in to my life? Mm-hmm. Or even today, like I took a, I took a literal, like a 30 minute with a timer, I tried to nap, but I couldn't. 
And I just laid there and I felt my heart rate get down. And then when I got up, I was like, oh my God, the viruses are such littler things than I thought they were. Because mm-hmm. when I'm tired and I'm stressed and all these things, they feel so big and so um, insurmountable. And then when I have rest, I'm like, you almost pick it up and it's in the palm of your hand. You're like, well, that's a silly thing. If I really love myself or if I'm, yeah, you just kind of think, yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to continue to push myself and now you to just allow for it. And I also, like I said earlier, I just want to enjoy the ride more. Yeah. I don't want to get to all my dreams. And I have a song on my album called side of the stage, the hook being what's it all worth at the end of the day, if there ain't nobody on the side of the stage. And my giant fear is cool. You're playing a stadium. you got the money, you got the blank, you got, but you have no wife, no kids, your siblings and you don't talk anymore. Your parents are around, but you don't have a great relationship like you used to the manager that you once had, he bailed, like, that's my nightmare. Yeah. And so I'd much rather get there five years later, but love every second and talk about it on my deathbed. Like Mm. it was this crazy fun ride. Not that I had to do, but that I got to do. I don't have to do music. I get to do music. And that's my big flip for this upcoming year. So I I guess I do make New Year's resolutions. I'm going to go and comment on your video. (laughs) The the essence of it is there. It's like, you know, it's not it's about just a video yeah having experiences making your your cup full but with a side of rest and relaxation looks like yeah. we've got the same the same things to try and achieve <laughs> i know um i love you with all my heart thank you for taking time to talk to me today anytime and i just am always your biggest fan i love following along in your life so if you need anything from me ever especially if you need an accountability person to yell at you. I'm happy. I know. I'm like, maybe you should be on. Maybe I need a wise counsel. Maybe we just have like an emoji code and it means like take a rest or something. Emergency. If you ever text me pineapple. <laughs> and, and fast forward three weeks and be like, why the fuck is Spencer sending me all these pineapples? <laughs> like, creep. Like, <laughs> I'll just be like, ha Okay, whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sobbing on my couch. She promised she would call. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody. All right. I love you.